Hey Dinks, welcome to Dentists in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information, and with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentists in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. So, uh, obviously, big weekend coming off of the AGD. There was policies and procedures that were tweaked while we were there. Nothing too earth-shattering, but always fun to tighten up the bureaucracy of any organized dental group and make sure we're continuing to run efficiently and late. So that was good. But let's talk about what's going on in the news out there in the world. I was really inspired to see a new story just recently that came out about some research that's happening at UCLA about topical treatment for um, bisphosphonate necrosis of the jaw. As most clinicians know, this is a really difficult condition to treat. Um, It is a condition that is brought on oftentimes by injection and oral bisphosphonate use for osteoporosis, but also for prevention or treatment of metastatic cancers, particularly breast and multiple myeloma. And when these cases come in your practice, you, you're you sort of befuddled and, and really uh, challenged to try to come up with treatment options to alleviate the discomfort for the patient and to find resolution. Uh, some patients have pain, some patients don't, but as a clinician, we always want to be able to provide answers and Uh, Still to date, dentistry hasn't really come up with a solidified technique that is proven that will work for every patient that you may encounter that develops uh, necrosis of the jaw as a result of bisphosphonate use after treatment or spontaneously. Well, UCLA's dental school and, and a few folks there have come up with a topical treatment, which they think may be very promising that you can use during surgical treatment. Not sure it would work as well for spontaneous, but maybe so once it pops up, maybe you can topically treat that as well and preventatively treat your surgical sites with topical medication. But it showed a lot of promise in their early studies with mice um, that gave resolution for those particular lesions. So now they're moving forward with the FDA approval on that potential drug. I also saw in that uh, news article, it was really interesting. I did not realize that there had been some litigation also uh, to the pharmaceutical companies for that particular drug and a 15-year drop year over year uh, of the use of that drug for both treatment for osteoporosis and for metastatic cancers. So it'll be interesting to see how these two sort of marry up together. Maybe once we're able to manage the side effect, the actual or value of the drugs will be able to be fully realized because they've also seen an increase again of bone fractures, hip fractures, et cetera, uh, as the use of the medication has tapered over time. So really happy to see science doing what science is supposed to be doing and continue to investigate and find answers to challenges and complications within the dental practice. For those of you who live in the state of Arkansas, Uh, who always wanted to have a dental school that you could go to in your own state, but had to travel elsewhere. It looks like a new dental school is coming your way. I believe there's less than 10 states now in the U.S. that do not have their own dental school. Uh, 
A good majority of them are in close proximity to other states that do have a dental school, but Arkansas was not quite as fortunate. So it looks like they're teaming up to bring in a dental school for their community. So we'll continue to watch that. That's obviously a trend that is growing throughout the United States of opening new dental schools. Uh, I do have some concern about what happened in the 1980s where we had this onslaught of new dental schools that opened up and subsequently many of them ended up closing when we had more dentists than we had jobs to film. So we'll see how this trend continues, but always good to see states that do not have dental school education starting to be able to offer something to their citizens. There was an effort by the Medicare and Medicaid uh, programs just recently, uh, really focusing in on pregnancy and patient pregnant patients getting access to dental care. It looks like this is going to be a pretty big hot topic for uh, all 50 states to be looking at opportunities to get pregnant patients into the dental office during those time periods and also for a certain time period after uh, in postpartum. And the DQA, Dental Quality Alliance, is also looking at this as well. And I think all these different groups are trying to figure out how to optimize dental care and oral, oral health care support for pregnancy, for pregnant patients to ensure optimal outcome for those babies and also providing them support postpartum as well. So we'll see what that means for government programming uh, to incentivize doctors to start opening the doors to pregnant patients. But also, I would say this could be very good for oral education for patients seeking care at OBGYNs to ensure that all pregnant patients have some plan in place to seek oral care during their pregnancy. We know there's connection with periodontal disease and preterm birth and low birth weights. Um, it's also unhealthy from an inflammatory uh, response for the pregnant patient. And so it's really good to see that maybe we're going to start having some inroads with educating those pregnant patients to include oral health care as part of their prenatal um, support while, while they're growing that little baby. So happy to see that as well. Lastly, uh, I was really pleased to see that under the new president, uh, Dr. George Shepley for the ADA, they're moving forward with a program, an ambassador program for wellness. They just started their training in November. These doctors are taking on the onerous task of being an ally and a support system for our doctors who are struggling out there with mental health issues and challenges. We know based on statistics that those challenges have increased pretty significantly since COVID during post-pandemic, uh, also with the economic challenges we're currently facing. We know that dental health professionals in general have always had a higher statistical average for struggling with mental health and well-being. And then you add COVID and other economic challenges that have come since that, and the numbers are continuing to increase. So I'm happy to see that the ADA is responding in a positive fashion to, to provide a support system for our colleagues out there that need help. There's more data that will be coming out over the next couple of months on how you can access and reach these individuals. They will not be therapists and they will not be providing clinical support. They will be a listening ear and then also starting to make those connections for our dental colleagues with other professionals to seek the help and care they need. But I'm really happy to see that the ADA is recognizing mental health issues within our profession and starting to move forward with positive change 
to give our colleagues the help that they need. With that, that's the news. So, gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. But more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dennis in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell. And we're Dentists in the Know. Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.